When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Midweek's Fix. Uh, Wolves preview special take 74. <laughs> tonight we're joined by Matt, by Courtney and by Dom. And tonight's show is sponsored by bookmakers.com. Uh, for all of your betting needs, please give them a visit. If you're looking for any help towards your fantasy football, they're definitely worth a go. Uh, for stats, who's injured, who's not, who could be selected, who's not. Yeah, you know, just give them a look. Check check out the show that's coming later in the week as well for the weekend's fixtures, which will be uh, kind of lively. You know, Gav will be hosting a show there with a Manchester United fan who I'm sure will be very tame and quiet and calm and reserved about the weekend's fixtures ahead. But for us tonight, uh, we're going to be talking mainly Wolves again. And not that we're sick to death of seeing them at any stage at all, but Dom, let's start with yourself. Um, (laughs) Look, we've got Wolves this time. At least we're at home. So, what? How are you looking? Are you looking forward to it first and foremost? And Um, where are you with Liverpool at the minute? You know, with everything that's been going on recently. I'm tired. (laughs) I'm tired of it. Tired of the games, but. where I am at the moment is are we just another result away from being back in the season again? You know, um, like you said, we've played Wolves about, what was it, 65 times already this year? So it's one of them. And do we want to play these again? But I fancy, I fancy, you know, I think we've sort of got to put our eggs in one basket as much as Madrid is still mathematically there. We've also got to make sure that we actually get in the top four. And there's no way... Better than to start with three points tomorrow. Um, yeah, I'm a bit tired of it, to be honest. I'm a bit tired of Wolves. Courtney, um, they, they, they can be hit and miss Wolves. But I th- look, I think that Lopetegui's got them playing decent stuff. He's got a good bunch of players. And he's bought, he actually bought well in January with Sarabia and um, Mateus Cunha. So... I think this is probably going to be the best version of Wolves that we are going to get tomorrow night. But at the same time, we're coming off the back of three clean sheets in the league. And I know Palace was boring and horrible and shite, but Alisson was literally just a passenger in that game. He didn't have anything to do, really. So, I mean, you cover going to games a hell of a lot more than anyone else. What's the feeling that you're getting from people around when you're going? And is there? Do you think that the appetite is there within this squad to get into the top four? I definitely think with the squad it is. I do think, especially after last season at the minute, the fans, and I say this quite a lot, the atmosphere at times needs lifting because it'll just drop off. And especially with teams like Wolves when we're playing them, it's just, it's not a great atmosphere. And I always feel like that helps us. So I think if, we turn up with the appetite for it. I think it'll help the team a lot, but it's one of those, if Wolves turn up on the day, they can be a really good side. And I think we've been lucky against them every time we've played this season, to be honest, because we've just, 
you had the fear of your stuff in the FA Cup and that, but they've been really good against us and obviously our performance hasn't been there lately. Yeah, that's that's it in a nutshell. I mean, Matt, we talked after the Palace game and nothing's really changed for me after that. The <laughs> I suppose the beauty of me coming off social media is the fact that I don't see the drama and the crisis and the, the bitching and the crying. Uh, it's like I've just gone to work for the last few days. I saw the figures, the financial figures come out today, so I assume there was many accountants everywhere having complete meltdowns about why they didn't sign midfielders. But after the Palace game, we, we both said, what in the hell can we do? with this midfield to start creating more chances and this week for me is, is shit or burst it's like if we get into well oh, i'm back i think I yeah, you went a little yeah. yeah yeah hey i can hear you Well, we seem to have lost Kev. I'm going to kick him out, and I'm just going to answer. That's me. That's not Kev. That <laughs> <laughs> would have been bad to just be standing here answering a question to myself to nobody. Uh, um, I mean, I don't know what to expect. I'm not going to – I expected a big reaction after the Real Madrid game going into Palace. Like, I thought there would be a locker room talk, you know, like Klopp doesn't seem like a throwing trash cans across the change room kind of guy, but – it seemed like the kind of game to warrant that. And then you have your veteran players like Milner and Henderson coming back into the team. Like, all right, this is going to be the performance that gets us just stable. And I mean, we were stable at least. We made a few silly mistakes in the game that could have gifted a goal away. But, you know, we didn't we didn't lose. We got a clean sheet against Palace. You know, go forward. Like, it would have been horrific to compound the loss against Madrid with another loss in the league. And then all of our momentum is gone with getting that draw against palace. We can kind of just draw the line under the real Madrid game and go the champions league just isn't for us this season. Let's not worry about it. Let's focus back on our league form, you know, and that that's what I got in the, in the last couple of days, listening to pods and stuff like that. And guys on the channel here talking about it, just being like, you know, if you look at our form in the league and you take the real Madrid game out of it, we win this game. We've got 10 out of 12 points available. We're going into United with three clean sheets on the spin. Like there are, there are some positives to build from, but I'm having a tough time doing it. You know, uh, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice. So like, this will be like fool me 29 times. Uh, and I, it's just getting hard to see, but at some point I still believe in the quality of the players that we have, especially going forward that we just can't continue to be so anemic at the front end of the pitch. And eventually Mo Salah is just going to have a game. He's going to have that game that rewards the people that put him back into their FPL team and throw the captain on him because nobody else that they're playing. Like if I went with Salah in my team and he had a good week, I could do real good in my small little friends league I've got because everybody's bailed on their Liverpool players. And I just, I really thought he was going to have that game against Crystal Palace. You know, we go there, we win. I think we'd won seven in a row at Sellers Park. You know, we normally score at least a few except when, I watched Liverpool play Crystal Palace at the start of this season where we only got the one, but so it was really disappointing. So, I mean, it hasn't worked yet. So let's give it another try. This is going to be the game. We're going to see a reaction this game. Fool me, fool me again. Well, as it stands, sorry about that. My internet's playing right up tonight. Um, as it stands this season, look, we've played 23, 10 wins, six draws, seven losses, but our home record is actually okay. You know, so do you think, Dom? Do you think that Klopp it would look at maybe playing a four-four-two, or playing four forwards with two holding mids? No, <laughs> no, I don't. Should I, he? I, he should. He should. He should. But personally, I mean, I get hammered for this, but I'm a lover of three-five-two when you've got wing backs in the positions that we've got that are that good. Now. Probably don't need three centre-halves against Wolves at home. I'm going to say it there. Um, however, I would like to see us play more attacking. I'd like to see more players up there. He should gamble. He should try it. He should try something different. But we all know it's going to be a 4-3-3. And it's going to be a pretty similar side to Palace. Um, I'd like to see an extra attacker up there and just go for it. Have a go. 
Um, we need to go for it now. I think we're in that situation where we can't afford to drop any more points, especially at home. Um, Wolves, I'd say, kicked our ass in the FA Cup at home, and they were lucky. We were lucky not to come away being out of the competition before we played the return leg. Um, or the replay, sorry. So, yeah, I'd like to see something different. I'd like to see us surprise them, not play the same way. But, you know, Klopp doesn't tend to do that, so we'll see. Well, the three-five-two. Matt was absolutely jumping out of his skin. Someone finally said it, three-back. I mean, the thing is... It started as a joke, but, I mean, everything else hasn't been working. So, I mean, we just don't have the bodies for it now because I don't think anybody wants to see uh, Joel Matip, Nat Phillips... Virgil van Dijk, three at the back. Yeah. Time. Can, can I take his back tomorrow, I, I believe? Yeah. But the other thing is, when you're playing a back three, especially in this day and age, you don't need to have centre-backs at centre-back. It's quite mm. common to have one of your three centre-backs is a full-back. So the idea of playing a back three with I, a Fabinho, Virgil van Dijk, and Ibu Kanate in your back three wouldn't be alien. And Courtney, one guy that hasn't kicked the ball in anger in a long time now is Costas. He's like your guy. Is he is he fit and available first and foremost? And uh, do you think he should be coming into a Liverpool side at the minute? Because for all of Andy Robertson's up and down the wing. And I think Andy Robertson's doing okay. He's just nowhere near his level. And yeah. I just think if you're look, if you're gonna play Costas, I think Costas should come in personally, especially if Darwin starts through the middle. Yeah. Because I mean, how would you see that? Would you do you think yeah, it's I agree with that because I think when I've seen Simeon Nunes playing together, they seem to have a really good link up. Like I, th I think attacking wise at times, Simi can be a lot better than Robbo. It's just the defensive side that can let Simi down. Um, but personally, for me, I think this season, and I, I said the same last season, I, I like how Klopp's loyal, but I think that lets him down sometimes. And they sort of should maybe look at not necessarily taking Robbo off for the full game and putting Simi in, but maybe early in the second half, subbing Simi on. And giving them that bit of game time and sort of also letting Robbo then have that rest. Um, especially with like the big games coming up, like obviously United and then we've got when we come back after that little break, you've got City, Arsenal and Chelsea coming up. So I think we need Robbo at his best for them. Absolutely. Um I mean Matt, I I don't think you'll see a back three not this not this season anyway. Not until I think that's it's possible, but I think if we see a back three, it's when all all else is lost. Yeah, you know, it's we'd be out of Europe, and it would be look, just try it and suck it and see kind of thing. But I definitely think there's a case for a four-two-three-one with the forwards that we have available now, especially the fact that Jota has played an hour, uh, Gakpo has played, Bobby's played, Darwin to come back in, Mo's there, Harvey Elliott's there. Carvalho is there. It's just, what would you do tomorrow night? Bear in mind, I think, look, Wolves' last game, they went 4 3 3. This is their lineup, okay? And I don't think it'll change. I think it'll be pretty much the same. San Go, Sebedo, Kilman, Dawson, Bueno at the, as a back four. Lamina, Nevis, and Nunes as you hold it as your midfield three. And I don't think that they'll shift around much. Sarabia, Jimenez, and Cunha as a front three. So two forwards that tuck in tight to Raul Jimenez looking for knockdowns and flick-ons and what have you. And you'll have three stubborn centre mids who don't really get in front of the ball. I mean, how do we set up to counter that? Yeah. Um, I would like to see the four-two-three-one. Like, I don't want to jump ahead to lineups, but I think Harvey Elliott starts. I think Harvey Elliott comes in in the midfield and he plays with Fabinho and Bajetic. So I think it naturally, if you just think about the the types of players they are, you think Fabinho and Bajetic are both kind of sitting sixes. And Harvey, everybody wants him to go forward and to be more of that 10, maybe on the wing sort of thing. So for me, if those three, if that's the midfield three that comes into the game, I could really see that working. And 
I think it was the Everton game was the first game that Fabinho and Henderson played with Bacetic in the midfield. And I found in that game, if that's the game I'm thinking of, that Henderson was almost playing as like a quasi 10. Like he was really pushing forward and Bacetic was sliding in. Fabinho was going out to the right. So we were we were kind of molding into a 4-2-3-1, uh, you know, when we were trying to press and things like that because Henderson was just kind of harrying all over the place. So I would like to see that because – Cunha for them has been good. Sarabi is a bit of an unknown quantity having just come in. Uh, apparently Cunha might be a late doubt for the game. Uh, Premier injuries here has him as a 25% chance for tomorrow. So, I mean, that would mean Big Greasy would probably come in and he always causes the problems that you're going to get with the Dom and Traore. But, yeah, it's... we Mr. just floating across himself. Yeah. We, we just need... Like, Darwin Nunez coming back in is going to be humongous for us. Because that the Wolves' center halves, they've been very good this year. I mean, stalwarts. I, I'm a big, big fan of Nathan Collins. Uh, you didn't list him in – was he – No, I, he didn't start at the weekend. Yeah, I was about to say, you didn't even mention yeah, his name. So. He no, he didn't start. Well, maybe he's had his uh, maybe he's had his nose turned by uh, Liverpool and he's going to come to us in the summer because I would very much like that for us. Um, Kilman and – Greg Dawson, not the yeah. fastest, you know, not the fastest. Hugo Bueno, kind of an unknown quantity, and uh, Semedo. I, I don't know. I watched I watched Semedo play in some of those games where Barcelona got absolutely slaughtered in Europe, and he did not cover himself in glory. And in the game against Barcelona, he was just horrific. And so we just need to get some pace and put it in behind. And like I think one of the quotes from Klopp after the Palace game was like, "We tried one ball over the top and it didn't work, so we didn't try it anymore." Of like well, let's go back to just trying that. Like, if we got Darwin Nunez playing on the left wing, let's get him in behind there and let's just put Nelson Semedo under under the cosh early on because we should be able to win that battle. Dom, um, how, how important is tomorrow night? In all fairness, it's like you look at the table, we're actually not in a bad spot given the fact that we're on a horrendous run where – the worst season in donkey's years and everyone's roof's fallen in. We're not Chelsea. <laughs> it, could, it can always be a lot worse than what it is. Um, we're not far away. We're not as far away as what we uh, as what people think, I don't think. No. Um, three points behind Fulham. When tomorrow, we go ahead of them. Mm. And then you move into sixth and you're thinking... The season we've had so far, how on earth are we sixth? But it just shows how bad the actual Premier League's been, in my opinion. Um, other than Arsenal, City, maybe United, everyone else has been average. Maybe a couple of standouts, the likes of Fulham and Brighton, but in terms of the Premier League, we're talking the top five, the top six of every season. It just hasn't been the same, has it? Um, yeah, it's, a big, think... it's a big I... it's a big, game tomorrow for me. Um I'm not into the idea of rotating this and that. I don't, I don't, I don't personally see the point because we picked the injuries up along the way, regardless of whether we've rotated or not. Um, three points is massive tomorrow. Get your sixth. You go into United. Then what? You beat United and you're immediately ahead of Newcastle, depending on how they get ahead of City. So it's you know it's a big week. Two big wins, which is going to be tough, but two big wins it puts you in with a shout of top four because. I can't see top four being cemented by Tottenham. Definitely not. <laughs> no, it's almost a case at the minute. It, it, Tottenham, as long as they keep Antonio Conte away from the dugout, are doing flying. Yeah. I, it, it, it's almost written in the stars. The Conte comes back and the nerves kick in again. I don't get it how Spurs are where they are. They're just a bang average side. But, Courtney, um, one of the, I, was, I watched a fair bit of content yesterday. Uh, different people and a lot of the conversations was around Trent um, and some people think he's got an attitude problem uh, I don't I think he's got a frustration problem how do you see the situation with him at the minute because um, he came off on the hour but he could have come off 10 minutes before against Palace because he looked like he was running through, running through mud he looked like his legs were just completely gone from under him and there's nobody else. There is where ordinarily you'd have Joe Gomez could come in and cover 
right back and give him the odd rest. At least with on the other side, you've got Costas that can help Robbo Robbo out from time to time. There's nobody there now. And it is Trent's position, and that's it. How how does Klopp manage him? And how do we try to get the best out of him going forward for the rest of the season? Yeah, I think with Trent, it is a tough one. Like, I think beginning of the season, we all thought, brilliant, we've got Calvin Ramsey. We don't need Milner to drop back and cover Trent when it needs to happen. But, um, yeah, it's a tough one with Trent because we haven't got anyone to push him. But as for the attitude problem, I don't think he's got one, personally. But I do think he has a bit of a... If things are being badly said about him and then he'll have one moment where, I can't remember what game it was, but he scored that goal and he sort of just... Started in the season, wasn't it? Yeah, he done the shrug like as a celebration as if to say what's yeah. all the, the trouble about. And for me, that was a bit like, yeah, you've scored, but then after that, you went on to make a mistake in the game. Don't, don't get too like, cocky that that one goal is going to fix all the issues because defensively, we need you to be there. Um, but yeah, I think hopefully next season. I don't know. I don't know how long Calvin Ramsey is out for, but I'm guessing with the surgery, it's going to be at least next season that we see him, and then hopefully we start again and Trent can get a bit of a um, competition for his role. Yeah, I've got internet problems again. I think, but what if I'm still no, here? I, um... I, I just want to jump in on the Trent thing if I can, Kev, because I I yeah. came up with a little bit of a watching the crystal palace game and it's in its early stages so just bear with me here but <laughs> you know how when we as liverpool fans see bruno fernandez do anything it just makes our blood boil because he has one of those faces i think trent might have one of those faces and we're now just starting to see it because his brilliance is not shining through this year like when he's playing spectacular you don't care what yeah, nobody's talking about his body language when he's you know putting up 12 or 13 assists in a season sort of thing and scoring free kicks nobody cares everything's good but when things are going bad people start looking for body language and the look on his face and i just think he might he might just make facial expressions like that that people are like what the hell is that face for and he's like i don't know i didn't mean anything by it like it's just i just worry that he might have one of those faces just a thought courtney Nah, I don't agree. <laughs> I just thought as, like... as the only female in the chat, I don't agree with that. He's got a face you could just hit. Fernandez, yes, there's a lot of players I could name in the Premier League, but <laughs> not I, Trent. I kind of get where you're coming from with Trent with his facial experience. I think he's uh he says a lot without saying a lot. Hmm. His level of frustration goes from zero to 180,000 in the space of 30 seconds when he looks to play a ball and there's no space or there's no one moved for him. And the fr the levels of frustration on his face at, in the first half of Palace, he had to throw in halfway through in the first half. They played a triangle. The ball ended up back with him and he had nowhere to go. It was like nobody moved. There was no movement from anyone. And he literally almost, if he didn't under his breath say, I can't do this on my own, lads. you got to give me options. And that's what it felt like watching him. It's like he knew what he wanted to do, but every time he picked his head up, there was nothing on. You know, there, it, was, it, it was the most frustrated I've seen him in a long time. And I think that transmits through his facial expressions and the shrugging of the shoulders and the wavy of the arms. Henderson's more vocal, and you see it in his voice when he shouts and roars and balls at people. But Trent doesn't do that. But when he does now and again, it it catches people's eyes. I mean, Dom, he's probably going to be judged harsher than any English fullback, I think, in my lifetime. Because of his extreme ability going forward. Yeah, and the the appearing lack of defensive ability, and I don't think that's there because you look at the people he's been compared with. It's like England have never had an abundance of fullback talent that they have at the moment, and 
I think he's. How do you see it with him? Because I know how I feel about Trent at the minute, but how do you feel about him? Well, what does mis- he need to do going forward? Yeah, well, let's not mistake ourselves. He's probably the greatest right back England have got. The best right back England have got. Attacking and the defensive criticism that he gets. Listen, I think personally, it's over the top. Um, when I see him, I tend to find he switch offs. He switches off more than he actually makes bad decisions. So, th- let's say for their what was it, Palace the other night, he switches off. They bully him off it, play it across the goal, and you're thinking, come on, you're better than that. You don't need to be like you need to switch on. You know, if you if the ball's not on, just get rid of it. And I think that's a lot throughout the whole team. Um, his ability is there for everyone. And if, like you said, he's he's basically a quarterback at right back. Let's get into that type of thing because he's playing balls, looking for people in space, looking for the movement that he's used to. But unfortunately, this season we're not playing well. So that ball's not on. That was there before. Now let's take it back to the derby. Trent and Salah, the coordination was back again. Up and down the line, Trent was overlapping. He hasn't overlapped all season. And I don't know whether that's it. Because of the mindset of you should be defending or you're not good enough defensively, I don't know. But when he was bombing up and down the line and we had that right-hand side pretty much nailed on, he looked back to his best. So it just felt again when it went to Palace. It was very rigid. The the side looked a bit nervous again. I don't understand why. If It kind of felt like we come away with... You know, a draw is a good result mentality more than anything. There was no real risks. So, yeah, I think the criticism is over the top. And I'd love I'd love him to prove people wrong. I, I would. Because he's got everything. He's got absolutely everything. I don't want to see him move to midfield because no. he's one of the best right-backs in, the, in the Europe, never mind anything else. So why move him into a position that he's accomplished, you know, when he's a kid? It, it just doesn't make sense to me. Um. Like I said, I understand everyone's arguments because he's done that before, but play your best your players in the best positions. Well I see a lot of the comments in there in the chat about uh, where he ranks, but for me he's a he's he's a top top tier fullback. He really is. Um Reese James is a wing back, or as Chris was saying last night when he was on with Pete, he's a he's a wing back. Or he's a right-sided centre back in a three. He's not a fullback. He gets cut out of position too much. Um, Kyle Walker's pace bails him out of God knows how many troubles defensively. But I think to complement what Trent gives you, we don't have that in midfield anymore. We don't have that right-sided centre midfielder in the squad at the moment. That allows Trent. I mean, Courtney, to do what Trent does. How do who addresses that in the summer? Because the obvious one, I think, is is there for anyone to see is Jude Bellingham. But is there anyone else that you've seen that you would think, yeah, you know what, people are sleeping on this guy, and we should be looking. Firstly, for me, it's just Bellingham. Okay. Like, I. I'll be honest, I don't watch many other teams when it comes to footy, but I've watched the England games with Bellingham in and I do really like him and I've seen a little bit of his Dortmund stuff with my brother. Um, but I think what helps if we do get Bellingham is I don't think there'll be a massive wait for him to settle into the team and create a link-up with Trent because we've got such a good relationship of teams already outside of the football. And when they do play football now and again for England, bearing in mind it is rare Trent gets a good game for England. Um, I do think it would be promising. It's just with our current form, I don't think we're going to get Bellingham, if I'm honest. I was going to ask you, actually. Well, I'd ask yourself and Dom. You can take your turns because you guys live there. You're closer to people who are match-going fans than what myself and Matt are. How do you how do pe- how are people talking to you guys about this co- upcoming summer and the the possibilities of signing a Jude Bellingham? Because personally, I think wherever Jude is going, I think it's done. It's already decided, and because I don't think some a, a player at that level 
is um, waiting to the last week of his uh, of the season to decide to flick a coin and say, okay, I got this, 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 and this option. I personally think it's done. And I just think, I mean, all right, is, is anyone confident or is it like, like what you're saying, Courtney? You know, it's like, if we don't get Champions League, that's it, it's done. We can't get in. I don't think for me, it's not just getting Champions League. I don't think that's a massive part of it. But I also think it's one, trusting FSG to put that sort of money out at the minutes. I've got no belief in them anymore to put any sort of money out like that. Um, but also, I just, I do understand their done deal side of things. And I do think if that is the case, it's definitely us that you started with just off all the stuff that was said over the World Cup and obviously the stuff that's being said apparently with his parents and that. Um, but yeah, there's still that little bit of me that's like, I just can't see it happening at, at the minute just because of how we are. But I suppose I hope that I'll get proven wrong with that when the um, summer comes around. But we just have to see if FSG okay. will put the hand in the pocket as well. Well, Don won that one. Do you think, I mean, we at the, as it stands, we've got four senior players leaving the squad this summer in a free. Bobby Firmino, James Milner, Oxlade-Chamberlain, Navi Keita. Those four are out of contract in the summer. So that's four senior players that have to be replaced in this upcoming window. Irrespective of Jude Bellingham or anyone else. You know, that has to happen. And one of those has to be a homegrown player. No, sorry, two. Yeah. Two of those has to have to be homegrown players. Um, who who would you like to see coming in? I think uh, three of them are nailed on. Uh, like from what from what I can see, three of them are nailed on, and that's Jude. It's Mason Mount on a cheap deal, and it's also um, Nunes from Wolves. And the three of them will provide everything we need in that midfield: legs, creativity, good passing range, aggressive. The legs that we need in Mount, don't get me wrong, I'm not a massive fan of him, but I also feel like he adds something different to that midfield that we've lacked, you know, getting into spaces, a little bit of creativity, a bit of flair. Um, we, we, we're we massively lacking in creativity in the middle. I think Jude is going to come in, take the number eight shirt, not even let Kater get out the door. I think that's already done. Um I, th I think this has been done for months, by the way. We're just all getting conned. Um, the way I see it is the FSG side of things, the way it come out, the talk of the investment, uh, John Emery doing an interview the other day, that's, that investment's not enough done. And they know it's a big summer. Klopp's saying it's a big summer. And when he says a big summer, that to me stinks of it, that something's going to happen. So that I think it's done. I think it's done, and you know, if it, if it's not done, I'm cancelling my podcast. I'm never doing these shows again. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, I've had enough, <laughs> Matt. Um, so, Jude Bellingham, Mason Mount, Mateus Nunes. I firmly believe that Nunes was one that we wanted to do last summer, couldn't convince Wolves to take him, like on a on a loan. That we will. Whatever you pay for him, we will give you whatever your his wages were and a fee, almost like for bringing him in for the year. It was almost like a glorified loan that he's gone to Wolves for a year. Um, but we need more than that because I think Kelleher goes, and I think we need a forward as well. So wow. we've got seven and a half million pound profit before tax, Matt. That's What's right. That? I, we're oh. gonna have to. We're going to have to be shopping in the Everton aisle, uh, apparently. It's uh, Damari Gray and Andrus Townsend uh, on a free. Uh, Watch that mouth out. <laughs> I, you, you're the one talking about signing Mason Mount. I just I just don't get it. I, I just don't get it. He feels very samey to some of the younger players that we already own at the team and Harvey Elliott and Fabio Carvalho. Yeah, Fabio and Harvey might not help us as much for next season as Mason Mount would, but between the cost of the transfer, because it's, it's not going to be cheap, you're not going to get him for cheap. 40 million? 45 million, probably? It's, it's quoted now between 25 and 30 because he's got a year left. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I still 25 just. 25 and 30 is a bargain, I think. I'm, yeah. If you can get if you can get any English, like international midfielder for 20 million, just about, you, you just buy him just 
to fill the quota out, basically. But I don't see that happening because Chelsea's going to need money. Like at a certain point, like Chelsea's going to get absolutely taken to the cleaners for Lukaku and, you know, a couple other players that they're going to have to take big, big hits on. And they won't want to do that with a homegrown kid. I mean, even though it's pure profit with Mason Mount. But it's to me, he's just a bit, he's a bit samey for me. The goalkeeper thing, I think it's going to be one of those 35, 36-year-old veteran, yeah. like a Tom Heaton, like Lonergan might be available still. Is Andy Lonergan kicking around? Just is that Everton this move? He's at Everton yeah. this season. Is he yeah. actually? I know he was at Everton in the past. That's uh, yeah. He can fuck right off. He's got to be. Tommy is back. No. He's got to. Um. But yeah, I I I think the backup goalkeeper thing. It's going to be one of the kids from the academy. I think if Kelleher pushes for a move or asks for a different challenge or whatever, the club. As we've shown in the past, we're not going to stand in a player's way. You know, Sadio Mane, you make it known that you want to move on. Adios. You know, out the door you get. We'll get we'll get some decent money for uh, Kelleher coming back in. I'd like to think that one of the kids from that little assembly line they got running a goalkeepers uh, at the academy there, you know, bringing Taffarel in and having all these. Like, we got three, four keepers all kind of around that same, like, 19, 20, 21-year-old age. Yeah. One of them has to be ready to step up and take that place. It'd be great if it was Harvey Davies, just because mm -hmm. I think we should try to collect all the Harveys. Like, Harvey Barnes might be a good option. To... <laughs> um, but, I mean, he's a scouser. I, I believe, what, uh, Tony Warner, the last scouser to play keeper for Liverpool. So, you know, that would just be nice just for that. But um, forward, I don't, I don't think we need anybody. I've, I've been listening to a couple of pods talking about this, and Mo Salah doesn't get hurt. Now, I've absolutely fucking jinxed this for the next season, but he doesn't really miss games. So there's your right side lockdown, and then you can feather in whether it's going to be Cade Gordon or Ben Doak to pick up, you know, some cup games or some late 10, 15-minute sub-appearances. I think Firmino might get another year. I think with all the work that needs to be done in the midfield and with another yeah. defender needing to come in, I think they might just go, hey, you know, hey, Bobby, will you take a 20% reduction on your wages, stick around for another year, and then you're free to go at the end of that. I think, and I can see that happening. Like, for me, you know, he seems extremely well settled in the squad. You know, he's been there longer than Klopp has. Like, he's been in Liverpool a long time. So, you know, his kids are going to be in schools and have friends and stuff like that. He's got Allison and Fabinho for now in the team with them. So I can see him staying. So I don't think we're going to do much in terms of a forward, but it's just a matter of the midfield and ugh, I don't know what you do, but I think, I think Bellingham's in the bag. And Sam Tandy yes. had a comment there that if we weren't going to be getting Jude Bellingham, the club would have been getting ahead of the story already because they know that the fan base is going to be like suicidal. If we don't get Jude Bellingham. At this <laughs> I, I actually think that's a really fair point to be honest. Um, I think the um, the club would have nipped this one in the bud really quickly if they thought for any reason that this wasn't either we're in the shake-up for it or it's we're nowhere near one of the two. I think they would have nipped it in the bud. Um, one of the uh, someone in the comments just made a comment there a second. Apparently, Diaz. In the embargo section, Diaz will be back in team training in the next two weeks. Look, I don't think Diaz kicks a ball in anger for another four weeks. Uh, not on, the, not on a, a pitch anyway, but with the way things are going at the minute, it looks like uh, Fulham, Paddy's weekend game is going to get moved. So we've got Wolves tomorrow night, Manchester United at the weekend, Bournemouth away, and that could be it for March. You know what I mean? And so you could be looking at bringing Diaz back for April, which is going to be a nice boost with about 11 games to go. You know, but at the moment, as it stands, we've got 15 games to go, 45 points to play for. And we're set at the moment on a grand total of, I think, 36. Yeah, 36. Yeah. 36 with 45. That's shocking. That's fucking shite. But 36 points on the board with 45 to play for. How many points do you guys, Thomas, start with you? How many points do you think we need to get into the top four? 
given the season that's in it. Ballpark, not going to hold you, hold oh, you too high. <laughs> I mean, the run of the mill, normal run of the mill top four in the last five years has been about 74 points. I don't think it's going to be anywhere near no. that this season. No, it's... I I think about 55, between 55 and 65 gets probably fourth. I think so... United are going to pick up silly points because they always do. And back in that mood where they just went ugly as well, aren't they? So yeah. So you're talking maybe for out of 45 points, we need to pick up 27, 28. Yeah. That's doable. For Liverpool Football Club, it's doable. Even it's, even on a shit acceptable. Liverpool, that's doable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, once we can find a way to start scoring goals and creating chances again, you know, it's the one thing I suppose. I'll say in the last few games, even the Newcastle game, Allison didn't have. He had a few saves to make, and they had, they were just going hell for leather. Once I mean, we should have rattled five or six against them. We had more than enough chances to score plenty, and we just didn't take them. But um, tomorrow night, Courtney, how would what would what would your starting eleven look like? Um. Obviously, Allison and goal. Um, Trent. Matter. But I, th- I do think Matter will come off for Kamara probably is quite early on in the second half. Um, Virgil, Robertson. Um, hopefully, Robbo gets took off as soon as now. Um, I just think midfield's the really awkward one at the minute. Um yeah. Like I was shocked at the Palace one, so he could either go that way again, or I'd like to see Stefan start because I just think he's been our star player. Um, Fabs and Hendo, and then Gakpo, Salah, Jota, because I just think Nunes he won't he won't want to risk starting them right away after. Yeah, it's. I mean. Dom, what would you change much different to that, or would you be in or around the same? No, let me clear something up. I meant sixty-five before at earliest <laughs> fifty-five. I've got the league table up on my left, and I've read, <laughs> I've read where City and that were. Let's say sixty-five minimum. Um, but yeah, what I'd start with, I'd probably go Ali, Trent, Virgil. I put Kanate in. I don't care anymore. Get him in. <laughs> we need. Um, I think there will be a few changes. Wouldn't surprise me to see Timakas, but I just don't think Klopp fancies him at the minute. So, Robertson, Bajetic, Henderson. I wouldn't play Bajetic and Harvey in the centre of midfield because I think the experience and the talent that Wolves have got in the midfield will just overrun it. So, I'd probably say Stefan as the deep Henderson and Harvey or Fabinho, I don't know. It, it's The midfield's a mess, isn't it? You, we don't know what's going to happen. Um, and then it's going to be Mo, Gakpo and Jota, I think. Matt, how would you, how's your lineup looking? Uh, I got a, a few changes from the last game. Uh, Allison, Trent, Kanate, I think will come right back in. I think he's just going to come right back in. Van Dyke, I think Tim McCass gets the game. Uh, midfield three of Harvey, Fabinho, Bacetic, and a front three of Mo Salah on the right, Jada through the middle, and Nunez on the left. Ooh. Mad ones. On a, yeah. do, you, do you think he'll play the two young ones? It's, I, yeah. At home, they, I think he might. At this point, I mean, we tried the old boys the last game, and that did absolutely nothing. Yeah, so, yeah. I, if we don't, shoot ourselves in the foot if we don't, you know, kick the ball in off of their player or blind back pass to them. We've been pretty solid defensively. So it feels like we can afford to kind of go back to how we used to be, where it would just be like, Fabinho, you hang out with them, and these guys are all going to go forward and let's score some goals. So I'm trying to be positive because I'm going to predict a ridiculous score line, and it's going to end now. <laughs> I don't know what he's got to do in midfield. I think Naby has kicked his last ball for Liverpool, unless... We Famous have last words, Kev. Famous unless, last words. Unless we, have a break so. last, uh, unless we have a break class moment and there's nobody else. I, I, I've never seen a player play a game for us 
and he looked like he wanted to get sent off at some at stages and that he was he just looked he's he was gone he was he's checked out you know yeah. and half of it's as a fan half of it's my fault for expecting the world of him when we signed him i expected the leipzig player from the year that we were looking at him not the leipzig player the year when he knew he was coming that i ah, look he's just yeah he knows he's coming to us he's just taking a year out with leipzig no he wasn't really was he he was just like he's got it's just he put on one of the greatest shop window seasons ever yeah <laughs> and then that was it and we went and got him yeah it's 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 a shame though because when you there is a player him, there yeah when you've seen him and at the leipzig and even banging goals from from everywhere basically running midfields running the bundesliga central midfield everyone wanted them and it just doesn't work does it and i think the other day i've called him every name under the sun in that game the other day i don't think i could have found any other any other words than he used i wanted to go to palace and drag him <laughs> off the pitch um yeah it was it was an embarrassment of a performance I, and i think he I was checked a, out i was a, i was amazed he ma- he managed to last 45 i honestly he should have clapped up he should have been off 35 minutes we should have dragged him off made a point yeah, of it, it was, i know half time he did but get him off at half time before half-time. yeah i think he being as being as it's at home i can definitely see him playing harvey playing stefan and playing Fabinho, but I think what I can't remember Matt was saying it that you could have your two sitting and Harvey being the furthest one forward, or Harvey maybe drifting out onto the right and allowing Salah to come inside, and being like a, a, a ten to link with Gakpo. But I definitely think Nunes starts. Uh, don't think Jota starts. Um, I think the fact that he done the two off the bit the two thirties off the bench. And the 60 that he started with, I think they'll probably take him out of the line of fire now for this one and maybe give him a sub appearance at the end. Um, I think you Darwin. I think it's a bit of a risk bringing Nunes in tomorrow before Sunday. No, because cause... It, it wasn't a hamstring injury, it wasn't a leg injury or an ankle injury, it was a shoulder. And yeah. that's a case of that's either going to be right or it's not. And he won't yeah. know until he gets clattered, you know, until mm. he gets a shoulder off of. Adama Traore, or <laughs> I guarantee you, Semedo will put him on his arse and <clears throat> see how he see how he ha- how he handles it. Because mm. even when he did it, it just looked like an impact. It definitely didn't look like he dislocated it because he was moving it around. Okay, and if you dislocate your shoulder, it's the most excruciating pain you will ever have in your life. As I think broke. I think I'm and... just I'm just panicking a little bit. That. I don't think we can afford him to be injured for Sunday. That that yeah, just worries you're, me. That's you're, all. You were you were bumming Kanate into it. So fucking get him in, get him started. Get, mate, we need him at the back. <laughs> get him in at the back. I'll have Kanate. I'll have Kanate twenty percent injured. <laughs> yeah, look, I I just think that if you can get an hour out of Darwin Nunes on the left against Nelson Semedo. And I the one the one positive I liked that we said on the post match here of um, Gakpo, his ability to come short and hold play up and bring others into play is is getting better with every passing game. He's deceptively quick on the turn. He's strong and he's he's big. You know he's good at here's the villain of the piece. There he is. That no, this is the other kitty. This is a nice kitty. Oh. <sighs> Yeah, I said that about the last one too. I can't wait for the comments now. <laughs> yeah, you wait. This is going to be perfect. No, he's looking for the dog. He's out there. He's looking for the dog. But yeah, I I think Darwin starts Gakpo Salah. I think Salah needs a rocket up him at the minute because he's. I don't think he's hiding in games, but I don't think he's putting himself out there either, and I think he's cheating too much. He was cheating three years ago when he had electric pace to burn people. He's not got that. He's at his heat map on his pitch map is still the most for the furthest forward. And we don't have the ability to cover him like we used to. 
and his goal goal drought in the league is crazy for someone of his ability. I think he's he's still on eight goals for the season in the league. He's got seventeen or eighteen overall in the Premier League. Or sorry, in overall competitions because he'd done a madness in the Champions League. But in the Premier League, he's really poor. His return is really poor. And we need we need goals. You know, it's the only way we're going to get three points is start turning goals. And as it stands at the minute, he's only two goals short of Robbie Fowler's Premier League record of 128. Yeah, it's mental that he's gonna he's gonna go past Robbie Fowler and he's gonna go past it having a shit season. You know, that's I mean, the guy is on a ridiculous level, ability-wise. But for the last, I think even go back to the AFCON last year, he's just not been at the level that we need him at. If we're going to be looking at seriously getting back into the top four and even going forward next next season and over the next three or four years, he's got to show up. Yeah, agreed. You know, he... he much as middle class. I just think does he needs to do more and it's it's frustrating me at the minute, it really is. I'm I'm with you totally on that one. Yeah, because if we're if we're gonna stand any chance of getting into the top four, we need to win. Like somebody up there was doing a little bit of math of looking at our home games and away games, and but basically it comes down to we're probably gonna need 30 to 36 points, you know, 33 points. That's 11 wins. Draws are not good enough anymore at all. And that's why I think you're better off going for a lineup that gives you a little bit more attacking thrust going forward, even if it makes you susceptible at the back, because a 3-2 win is, that's fine. A one, a nil-nil draw, that's, we're done. Two, three more draws, and we can completely write off the idea of making the Champions League next season. Yeah, okay, massive. Um, um, right, score predictive scores and scorers for tomorrow night. Courtney? Fuck. 3 1 Oz. Good guy. Who's scoring? Gakpa. No, because he's, I think he's still in my fantasy team. I think I put him back in for the Derby. You're, and you're a stalwart. You're an absolute stalwart, I swear. Um, <laughs> uh, I pulled off in the derby. I captained and really scored. I loved it. Um, and Nunes, just because I love a Nunes goal. Cool. Cool. Dom? Oh, one thing, actually, I wanted to ask both of you. Let me just come back to Courtney one sec. Do you think the 3-0 <laughs> is still in Arla's heads? Do you think they're, they're, that, they're built that way? Because it's so recent and the backlash that they got from it. For that twelve minutes, yeah, I, I don't know. I think because there's been a bit go on since then, it's maybe changed. I hope Newcastle and the Everton games have sort of just not wiped the head completely because then we've had Palace and Real Madrid since. But I hope it's given them a bit more confidence, and a bit more belief that they can go in and get like the better results. But as I've said all season, you don't know who will turn up when we're playing at the minute. That's a scary thing, isn't it? Yeah. Dom, do you think that they're... I mean, when I said about built that way, that they'd be in their heads, that they'll want to really put a performance in and show them that it was a one-off? I'd love to agree. I just don't think the mentality is as good and as strong as it was. So have they got it in them to be like, come on, let's do this. You know, they, we owe these one. I, I can't see it. However, I'd love to be wrong and I'd love us to go out and roll them. But I, I just, I don't know. It's hard to predict, isn't it? Because one week we look like we're back. The next week we immediately get put back, you know, where we belong right now in the season. So, yeah, I don't know. If if anyone can get it out of them, it's Klopp. If anyone can wind them up to absolutely nail these tomorrow, it's Klopp. So, you know, I think we'll see tomorrow. But I don't think that the results in the head... I think we need to just focus on ourselves at the moment, focus on where we need to be and focus on getting the wins rather than let's get these back because we do that with Madrid every year and look where we end up. <laughs> true, <laughs> true that. I think, go on, 
Give us a score and the score and the scores, am I? I'm gonna go with a three nil win. I'm gonna go with a Gakpo, Salah, and depending on who's on the left, Nunes or Jota for the other. Okay, Matt. I like that. You said you were gonna go into madness, so Yeah, uh I mean um a relative madness. I've really had to rein myself in the last couple of weeks because we keep just not even getting close to my scoreline. So I'm going to be a little bit more conservative here. I'm going to say 4-1 to Liverpool. Uh, Nunez, Virgil, and two from all. Okay, cool. Love and the positivity, that'll, that'll, be my, that'll be my penance for forgetting. This was going to be the week I was going to put my Liverpool guys back in my FPL, and I absolutely spaced on that Wolves Fulham game on Friday. <laughs> I saw the message in the Telegram, and it was five minutes to an hour before the game, and the app was already updating. It was just like, no. So my captain, Holland, is doing a lot of heavy lifting for me this week. Well, I went, I think, a 2-0. Uh, I think we win it. Um I want to see another clean sheet. I think the confidence that getting clean sheets gives you and it takes the pressure off the forwards knowing that one goal is enough. Any more that you can get is a bonus. But I want to get back to that side that when you went one up, it didn't matter who you were playing. When you went one up, they're mentally broken. And it's it's going to take a long, long time to get back to that. You know, that's where we were two years ago. That it's a side turn up at Anfield and they went one down. It was like, let's just sit in and try not to get battered five or six here. You know, um, but I think all of that starts with clean sheets. And this, the more you can build that, the more you can get to stages where one goal is enough. One goal is three points. It doesn't matter if you score one or score five, three points. We saw with Bournemouth. Doesn't matter how many you get. I'd rather five one nil wins than one five nil win. You yeah, know? and it's the five it's hard. United though, because that's pretty good. <sighs> tomatoes, <be> tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, it would be absolutely incredible. But let's get tomorrow night out the way first. Um, anything else for anyone else, uh, Matt? No, just uh, I'm on with you tomorrow doing the uh, full-time Reds after the yeah. game. So, yippee. It's, we've been having a ball so far this season. So We're due a win, man. We're due a win. Yeah, and then uh, Gav and I are kind of coming up with something fun to do on Thursday for the viewer's voice. Maybe uh, go to pretend land a little bit and start thinking about the summer because it's getting kind of hard to think about our current woes. So check that out. But, you know, other than that, it's just – Another day, another Liverpool game. They're coming hot and quick, and then next thing we know, it'll be a bloody international break, and I'll have to figure out what to do for two and a half weeks. i got to start making a quiz, I guess. <laughs> Dom, what have you been up to, anyway, in the last couple of weeks since you've been on last? You been keeping busy? Being, yeah, the podcast really busy at the moment, so doing a weekly show, um, getting people in and out. Have I caught me on? That's due to be out soon. Um it was literally two days ago we recorded and we were like, oh, oh no, it was last night, weren't it? Yeah. Yeah. And we were like, and we were like, oh, I'm on a day trip tomorrow. And she was like, so am I. So it was, yeah, um, busy with the recordings, weekly reviews. Um, I'm, I tend to feel like I'm doing more editing on the podcast than I'm doing work in work. So, yeah, it's a job out of a job, as you said, Kev. Um, yeah. Keep them busy. Um I'm in a fantastic mood one day and I'm in a shit mood the next because Liverpool are playing every other day. So, um, yeah, keep them busy, but staying Enjoying alive. It, good lads, good lad. Courtney, you're you got you're going tomorrow night? Yeah, I'm going. I'm in my dad's seat, so I'm going to be up in the garden, the upper main. <laughs> <laughs> there'll, be a, there'll be a vlog from that. And then Brilliant. still unsure if I'll be in the ground on Sunday, but they'll... Either way, there'll be a flog of the atmosphere around Anfield before then. How are you finding it this season as compared to the last last few years? It, it, it must be more difficult this time around. Yeah, definitely. And you're getting a lot more, as you probably see it as well on your channel, you're getting a lot oh, yeah. more negativity yeah. um, on your videos, which it's bound to happen. But yeah. um, it is a bit frustrating sometimes when you're coming out the ground and you're trying to figure out what to say like if positive about the performance and especially I just remember that Leicester game just after Christmas that was like we won but you came out of it feeling like it was a 
Yeah, it was like you come out of it, it's like I need a I need a bath. It was yeah. just one of those, wasn't it? It's like yeah, <laughs> just, you just feel all kinds of wrong for taking three points off him, but then you yeah. remember it was Brendan, so it's okay. I'm having um I'm having a pint with Gavon Sati. He's over in Liverpool for the United game. Oh, is he? So, oh, wicked. Yeah, I might either end up in the Mersey or I might end up in a five-day bender with Gav. So you may I'm going to try again. and pop down for that as well. So I'll see oh, you soon. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> God help you. Listen, um, everyone in the chat, thanks very much for being there as usual. You guys are absolutely fantastic. Please hit the like button. Don't forget the charity. Uh, the link is in the description for the... Uh, 12 women from Ashburn GA Club who are running the Dublin City Marathon in October. Uh, it's for breast cancer awareness. If you can donate, please do. If you can't, grab the link, share it on your socials, share it into your WhatsApp groups, and just get the message out there. We'll be back tomorrow night, myself and Matt, for a post-match uh, review, God willing, of a win. And loads of shit coming up every night this week. There's going to be shows every night this week. And we'll be back uh we're back yeah less than 24 hours it'll be over yeah we'll be done it's not on tv in the uk which is shit so oh. we're just gonna have to get creative but we'll get creative too don't worry about it Such anyway <laughs> thanks very much for joining Great. us and we will see you guys real soon take care good night sports social podcast network